Hello, Spring Food Mo listeners. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 12th, is the last day to register to vote before the primary elections next month. If you haven't already registered, you should. Uh, you can register online, and we have made it easy. You can type in vote.springfoodpod.com, and that will forward you directly to the state of Missouri's voter registration website so you can get it done. We'll also put a link in the show notes. So do us a favor in just a second. Pause the show. Go to vote.springfoodpod.com to register to vote, then hit play again and hear the drums. Okay, here we go. Hit pause. Drums. Spring Food Mo! Elvis kicked off his final tour on June 17, 1977, right here in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell, and I, I'm not resting, Andy. Uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> I, currently, I, I'm, I, I'm in a state of high awareness. Okay. Can, Unrested. Interesting. You sound weird. Uh, why is that? Well, Andrew, I have the flu. Uh, what do you, the flu? Like influenza? Yes. Yes. I, I am here in my home. I've uh, put a phone there in your home. You may have noticed I'm not actually there. Oh. In the tower. Honestly, did not realize that. <laughs> Okay, so I just want to get this straight, though. Um, I had brain surgery and didn't miss an episode. And you have the sniffles, and uh, you're not here. Now, for the record, Andy <laughs> demanded that I not come. I wanted to come with the flu. I, I'd like to spin it around on you. Uh-huh. I recorded 75 episodes with you, and you never <laughs> once considered that I could catch your tumor. <laughs> You're right. I, I never did that? consider that. That's an accurate statement. <laughs> but uh, I, I've tried to make it as much like the actual recording space as possible up here. I've got a plastic cup of water in front of me, and I've hung up a poster for a middle-aged white punk rock band here. And, uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my normal black turtleneck and sweatpants, so it, it's just it's treated as a normal record. Okay, well, you know, when you weren't able to be here, um, I almost said there's only one person we could call, but that's not true. <laughs> Multiple people <laughs> yeah, we could call. Really many. <laughs> uh, we did make good on a promise, so to uh, replace you with another Dan. So, yes. <laughs> with Andy's reduced mental capacity after <laughs> after the brain surgery, we figured he couldn't handle having a co-host not named Dan. So uh-huh. he turned on the Dan light last night, uh, shooting it out into the into the clouds. I saw it. I called, and I'm here. So please welcome my co-host for today, Dan Chilton. Thank you very much for having me. This Hello, is Dan. Exciting as as it was the first time. Even more exciting this time. <laughs> you have to deal with Dan Howell. <laughs> that, I was actually sad that Dan's not here, but uh, happy to sit in the Dan seat. <laughs> I just think you know, he still I, has I'm a microphone. <laughs> he does still have a he microphone. Still has a That's mic, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I almost reached to take a picture. <laughs> Of, my, of the microphone pointing at my phone and realize that that is literally impossible. I can, I'll yeah. grab that. Yeah. I will actually grab that picture. 
for prosperity. So, Dan, is there anything, Dan Howell, is there anything you need to say to Dan Chilton before he uh, takes over the show permanently? <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. Chilton, uh, please do not usurp me. Please too late. do not. It's too late for that. No. Be I could better. I could never, I could never usurp or be better than the original Dan Howell. My, my uh, deep cuts will not be nearly as deep. My my uh, references to to all sorts of pop culture uh, won't be as uh, relevant. So I'm I'm mostly just going to give everything over to Andy. As much as I'm sure you hate what? to hear that, Dan, don't do that. <laughs> hey, you know, Dan Chilton, I, I I would like to to bestow upon you uh, full Dan authority. So this week, just think of yourself as Dan. Okay, wow. can you do that for me? I I will try my hardest to live up to that. I'm I'm still kind of uh, hungover from uh, Dan Simber, but um, yeah, I'll I'll do my best. Yeah, how was that for well, you? you? It was great. It was great. I was going from restaurant to restaurant, judging the looks of all the wait staff, and um, I really enjoyed it. A good Dan Simber every year. Well, hey, as Dan this week, you can do anything that I can do. Your scores are canonically mine. You can call for Andy to put in any drop Don't for any reason. Okay. And if you decide it is Dan Simber again, you may do that. Wow. This this power, uh, I, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Nothing. I suggest. Please don't do anything. <laughs> okay. All right. I might need a. I might need a drop, like a welcome in Dan drop. Could you do like a welcome back Cotter, but but cut in oh. welcome back. Uh, Dan, Dan you were getting so good at this, making him actually make a new drop. You you really have the hang. Oh of, wow. Of the Dan method. Thanks. Thanks. I'm I'm starting to feel the power tingle in my fingers now. <laughs> That's the diabetes. <laughs> oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> All right, Dan Howell, we will uh, call you back later to get some opinions because you did eat at our restaurant this week multiple times before you got sick. So um, I, I only got one in before I got sick. So well, not, not too much. Never but. mind. We won't call you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I love you. I hope you feel better real soon, and we'll hear from you later. Talk to you soon. Bye, Dan. Bye. <laughs> uh so yeah welcome dan chilton and we'll catch up with you later talk about what's going on with you and all that because uh our third segment went out the window when dan Hallow couldn't show up so <laughs> sounds uh, good i guess we better introduce our actual guest uh we have eddie Burniking. hi Can i say your name right yeah that was that was spot on cool uh you were on the show a little bit over a year ago yeah i can't believe it's been that long i know already jeez <laughs> Uh, you helped us with the history segment, or really, basically, were the history segment for our <laughs> Leong's uh, diner episode. That was a good one. Yeah, it was delicious. You were the first person that we didn't know that was ever that ever Seriously? came on the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I think I just sent you a, a message cold, just out of the blue. Yeah. Luckily, I'm a really nice person, so <laughs> I'm not, not going to say no. <laughs> uh, and it was at that point where I was like, "This is such an imposition on someone's time that we couldn't possibly have you on for a full episode." <laughs> Coming to find out, people kind of like coming on. Yeah. So thank you for being on here. Happy My to have pleasure. you for a, full, for a full one. It's good to be back. Bowl of candy, Tootsie Rolls. Uh-huh. That's new. This, is, this week, is a new addition, the Tootsie Rolls? Week two of the candy bowl oh, I, I on the table. Oh, I fully support that. Well, I'm glad to have your support. <laughs> so what do you what do, you do, Eddie? Why don't you catch our listeners up oh, in case gosh. they don't remember? I hate explaining what I do. Oh, um, well, don't do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever know how to answer this. So I'm a writer, and I own a... Um, 
content creation company called Sidecar Social. So I help with blog writing, copywriting, social media management and creation, a little bit of everything. Um, but it all just stemmed from my background in journalism. I did not know that was you. That's me. And I'm pretty sure we follow each other on social oh, media. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm truly like terrible at my own social media, too, which is um, very embarrassing. So I'm glad you follow. I still stumble upon your writing from time to time when I'm doing research. Yeah, I still do a lot of it. I do less and less food writing. I've discovered I'm truly not qualified to critique someone else's food. Um, oh. If you ask my... I know, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. I spent like six years doing just food sure. writing. Um, but yeah, if you ask my friends, they'll tell you that I have the worst uh, palate in, in Springfield well, right now. Well, good to yeah. have you on Springfield. Yes, Mo, I'm the so restaurant happy to be here. <laughs> do you still write for Feast? I do every now and then. Um, like I said, though, it's like I just don't feel like I can critique anything. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing in the kitchen. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> is this fried chicken good? I can be like, I like it. And that's all I got for you. I'm really afraid that you're revealing <laughs> uh, too much about uh, how this show goes. Oh boy. No, I mean, the nice thing about food writing is it truly is all opinion based. Yeah. You can say whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, can you watch your mouth? Uh, <laughs> radio show <laughs> all right well i think you chose anton's uh coffee shop and i will continue to say the name wrong okay. i feel like this entire time yeah, yeah. that was a big revelation the first bit of research that i did it was revealed that it's called antones not antons that's what How i've been calling it for 15 that? years steve poking poking around <laughs> poking around he was poking around at anton antones and uh he said anton's name antone's name wrong and antone corrected him Huh. It's like, no, it's Antone. So Antone. we've all been a little Antone deaf. Are you uh, saying? Oh, uh, that was good. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Dan Howe fired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into the history segment for Antones. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lone Street, that heartbreak hotel. In 1907, father-son business partners John and D.J. Landers erected the Colonial Hotel, a six-story building on the southwest corner of St. Louis and Jefferson, the first structure in Springfield built with a steel frame. For decades, the Colonial was considered the nicest hotel in the city. It's like the Hotel V today, the place where celebrities stayed when they passed through. Elvis Presley stayed there when he played the Shrine Mosque, and John F. Kennedy stayed there on a campaign stop. Suffice it to say for now that the Colonial Hotel was a big deal. In our previous episodes about Druff's and Pappy's Place, we explored the expansion of the Route 66 highway system through Springfield and how important it was to the development of business in downtown Springfield. However, we haven't covered what happened when the highway left downtown and was rerouted through the far north side of Springfield, where it is today. The process began in 1948 when the official Route 66 was moved from downtown to Kearney Street, but the old downtown route, which followed Glenstone St. Louis College and Chestnut Expressway, was not deleted, but rebranded as Business Route 66, signifying to map reading and street sign following travelers that they could deviate from the main road there for lodging, food, and maintenance. 
The initial change didn't have much effect on business from what I can tell, but in the late 1960s, there was another convoluted set of changes. There's no need to detail. And then in 1970, the old business 66 was fully deleted from maps. Jefferson and Campbell became one-way streets. To the dismay of generation upon generation of 16-year-old driver's license seekers. We were walking downtown. Downtown Springfield suffered. It took almost 40 years for its reputation to recover, for downtown to get cool again like it is today. The Colonial Hotel, the majesty of the first half of the 20th century, had become outdated and a little run down by the late 60s. That, combined with the highway situation, prevented the building's owners from securing loans to renovate. When Jefferson became a one-way street, every parking space belonging to the Colonial was demolished and roads were closed during the transition period that made it difficult or impossible for travelers to get to the hotel. The Colonial went out of business in 1978 and the building sat vacant for two decades. In 1986, someone bought the place for cheap and donated it to MSU. Sadly, after a decade of trying, MSU could not raise, R-A-I-S-E, the $5 million necessary to renovate the old building. Uh, and so instead, in 1997, MSU spent $25,000 to raise, R-A-Z-E, the erstwhile colonial building and turn it into parking spaces. You know the spots, too. It's that weird diagonal lot directly south of that delicious sandwich and breakfast place, the name of which we will never say again until they pay us to do it again. Okay, so that's the history of the Colonial Hotel. Let's rewind a bit to 1969. All right. The Colonial had a restaurant and room service and all that, and... That year, the head of the hotel's food department left. To find a replacement, the owners hired away a department head from another downtown business, the legendary Hers Department Store. That man was 37-year-old Anton Tasich, who had moved from Omaha, Nebraska three years prior to work at the Hers. Anton had led kitchens at several hotels and country clubs in Omaha before that. He had a lot of experience. At the Hers, Anton had run two restaurants, a fine dining room on the fourth floor and a more casual spot on the mezzanine called the Gravel Bar, a name that should definitely ring a bell for Springfield local beer fans. Also, during this time at the Hers, Anton met and married a co-worker named Roberta, to whom he would remain married for the rest of his life. Hold up though, Anton had been married previously also, and he had six kids. That is, so many kids. While working at the Colonial, Anton was apparently obsessed with serving dishes that were on fire. This is not a joke. Anton told the newsleader in 1969 that, quote, people enjoy flaming dishes. They like to see them prepared and they enjoy having them brought to the table engulfed in flames. It is a picturesque touch, which is that little extra to delicious food, unquote. Flaming dishes on Anton's menu at the Colonial included Peaches Flambe, Cherry's Jubilee, Café Brulo, and Coffee Diablo. Anton was kind of a notorious job hopper. He didn't last long at the Colonial, and by 1971, he was at the Sycamore Inn, which is now the best Western rail haven. That's three jobs in five years if you're keeping track. However, like many people who we've covered on this show, 
Antone got sick of having a boss and decided to become the boss. And thus was born Antone's Coffee Cup in April of 1974, right there where it still is today at 937 South Flintstone. Business was lean in the early days until Roberta had the idea for a combination menu item designed to appeal directly to students at the nearby Southwest Missouri State University, now known as MSU, which I, you know, said earlier. Two eggs, hash browns, toast, butter, and jelly for 99 cents. Quick to cook, quick to eat, and very, very cheap. The idea worked. Antones began to draw college students, a trend that continued for generations and continues to this day. Now, people who went to Antones in college bring their own kids and grandkids. And until very recently, they could meet old Antone himself. To be honest, there isn't much more to the restaurant's story. It's always been a pretty basic breakfast place. Antone and Roberta ran the business for decades. At some point, the name became Antone's Coffee Shop instead of Coffee Cup. 10 or 15 years ago, a woman named Debbie Willoughby took over day-to-day operations. She had been an employee there since 1976. Antone would still stop in and visit with customers after church on Sundays, long after his practical retirement from the business. Antone Tasich died just a few weeks ago on January 17th. He was 88 years old, and it really does seem like he had a full life. And I mean truly full, balanced with joy and tragedy. One thing I really loved about researching Antone is just how unguarded he was in interviews, letting the kind of contradictions we all have out in the open. Antone was a religious man, a Methodist, but he could also be surly, and uh, he, he cursed a bunch in interviews when talking to the media, which I love. In a 2015 Newsleader interview, Steve Pokins said, You have certainly had hardships in life. To which Anton replied, No shit. Antone outlived three of his six children, as well as all five of his siblings. He survived two bouts with cancer, one of which was lung cancer, even though he had never smoked. As a result, Antone passionately lobbied for the city's smoking ban in the early 2000s. His name was in the paper a lot during that time. Antone was also a pilot and a traveler. He and Roberta never let the restaurant tie them down. They went to Europe eight times, as well as South America, Australia, and New Zealand. Antone spoke Serbian, German, and Spanish in addition to English. He loved playing golf, loved playing cards, and he loved dancing. He and Roberta were together for 49 years, and he built a business that came to mean a lot to a lot of diners. Antone the man is gone, but thousands of people in this city are going to remember his name. Even if they only know it from driving by that iconic old sign with the steaming hot cup of coffee. And even if they're not saying his name correctly. No one is likely to forget Antone's Coffee Shop anytime soon. Looking back on how it was in years gone by And the good times that I had So I chose that song on purpose, and that's because in one of the interviews that I found, Antone talked about how much he loved the Carpenters hmm. and a couple Aww. other bands. It was really cool. And I then like that, this guy so much. Yeah. What a interesting fellow. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a life in Springfield. Totally. Had no idea. Had no idea until Well, we did were the saying research. his name wrong. I mean, like, mm-hmm. we knew nothing about him. Yeah. 
and he talked about in the interview that interview with Steve Pokin, uh, where he revealed that it is in fact Antone that he does not correct people whenever they come to the restaurant, huh. but he certainly corrected Steve Pokin. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to set the record straight with somebody. Uh huh. I, I hate to admit that until uh, very recently, I always thought his sign was a cup of ice cream rather than a oh. steaming cup of coffee for the longest time. It really looks like ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen other signs that had ice cream, but just the shape of the coffee is very very reminiscent of a, of a large, large like a soft serve twist. Oh. Mm. And he's looking at me with mm. such, such <laughs> incredulity right now. <laughs> I see it. Okay, I thank you, Andy. you. Thank you. I don't feel <laughs> totally crazy here. Yeah, the so, judgment coming across this table. So you were talking about the the colonial. I didn't. I have no memory of it. I think it was torn down Nine, when nine, I was a boy. Late nineties, right? Yeah, late nineties. So I remember parking there a lot, and every time we'd go downtown, my dad would tell me stories about it, and he worked at the at the News Leader along with Steve Foken, uh, for 40 <laughs> years. So he was downtown all the time. We would always park over there. There seemed to be a lot of parking there, and then we'd walk over to the square or go wherever downtown. But I have a lot of memories of it, the mural that was painted on it. I never went inside because it was always closed down. Uh-huh. But it was just a cool old building downtown, and I was sad when it, when they tore it down. Yeah. I mean, $5 million to renovate it. Whoa. Which, but hey... At least we got that weird parking lot now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for people who don't know, because I'm trying to picture it, where is this parking lot? It is just south of Puffs, which we're going to bleep out until they pay us more money <laughs> yeah. to advertise. If you've ever walked, probably to the Galois, you've yes. probably walked through oh, it. Oh, on the corner. Yeah, the yeah. one that had yeah. the little kiosk where you could pay for parking. Yes, exactly. Okay. In yeah, it's like a diagonal. It's a weirdly diagonal yeah. lot, mm-hmm. just right there. But yeah, okay, so let's get into our personal histories with Antones. Had you all been there a bunch before today? Um, yes. <laughs> so I have this fun habit because my husband lives in a different state uh, where I get to eat breakfast alone a oh, lot, yeah. and I've come to thoroughly enjoy it. However, diners I've discovered are the best fit for that because people look at you a little less odd when you're sitting alone having breakfast and like reading or eating a piece of pie at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and hones. Oh, that's so hard. I know. Um, it, it was a regular spot for when I, especially when I like first moved here, I would go there quite a bit. Plus it's like $4 for breakfast. Yeah. I can't, I mean like I'm super, super cheap. Like <laughs> let's not pretend like I'm something else. It's cheap. So. <laughs> So you have a pretty significant history. Yeah. And I just want to uh, co-sign or uh, support what you said about eating alone. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. no husband or wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love eating alone. And it has nothing to do with uh, the fact that there's no one to eat with. <laughs> Any place with counter service, I think, is perfect for eating alone. Yeah, totally. Okay. And yep. that's what I did this morning when I went to Antone's. I sat at the counter and and uh, didn't feel awkward at all. What do you mm-hmm. think of the armrest they have set up? That really cush, cush little like red. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I, I like that too, but the stuff that fell off of the plate while I was throwing all the food into my mouth as quickly as possible, <laughs> it seemed to get stuck there. I couldn't, I couldn't quite, you know, usually I like to scoop it off yeah. uh, the crumbs into my hand, Ooh, but I felt a little bad about it's that. It's a crumb barrier. I didn't even think about that. That must be it's what tough. it's for. There could be crumbs in there dating back to the late <laughs> 70s. Who knows? Is that when you started going there? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, I, but it had been a while. Andy and I talked about it a little bit before off mic, but I think it had been... 
12, 13 years since I'd been to Antone's. Holy. And I, I'm not a person who's been there a ton. I, maybe this was my third or fourth time uh-huh. total. But yeah, back in the early days of the Moxie, um, I went there a couple times. And Oh yeah, Dan Shelton, co-founder of the Moxie, no, if no, you no. hadn't heard his previous yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, but Mike Stevens is true Moxie Mike. So, yeah. And he was just on. And mm-hmm. a great episode. It was. My dad said it was one of his favorite ones. Thanks, I, Dad. I agree with your dad. He has good taste. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Leave that in. Uh, No chance. Anton would appreciate it. (laughs) Anton. Anton. (laughs) (laughs) I've probably been there like 20 times or something over the years. I live relatively close. I mean, you guys wouldn't know that because we record in the tower, not in my house. So, Can you see your house from up here? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> is, it that, is it that tall ivory tower? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. No, there you we can go. see from one tower to the other. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I see that. <laughs> and actually, it's one of those towers that you can only see if your income is above a certain level. Oh, so gotcha. if you can't see it, it's not, it's not you. This, you're fine. <laughs> Earn some more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd been there several times over the years. I will admit to it that it is not one of my favorite breakfast places, but I live close enough and I have friends that live close enough. You wind up going there very often. I don't hate it or anything, you know, and it's just a nice little neighborhood spot. And my, I will say that my feelings have evolved, which we'll get into starting right now. Hmm. Uh, I kind of think there's only one place to start with Antones, and it's right there on that sign we were talking about it, the ice cream. The ice cream sign, uh, yeah, right there. It is so clearly a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, let's talk about that coffee. Uh, <laughs> I can't pitch in here because I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, so right. wow. Andy has this coffee for us here uh, very kindly, and I can't even, I don't even drink it. I'm a water guy, so I can talk about the water. Well, then you but, would probably like the coffee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you would. Okay, so here's the thing is if you prompt a server there, they or anyone that works there, they will tell you all about the coffee and why it is special and how they grind their own beans and it's like the very specific measurements and everything. And whoo boy, um, it's not, it's totally drinkable, but it doesn't taste good. It's like sub Folgers. This is the most negative thing I'm going to say in this review is that it's, it's like worse than Folgers coffee and it's wow. not even bad. It's like gas station coffee. Now, uh, as a non-coffee drinker, is that even novel anymore that they ground their own beans and oh, do no. that sort? Because I've Gosh, seen, no. yeah, I've seen it in gas stations where they yeah. have the beans up top and it'll like whir around. Doesn't mm-hmm. that get you so excited? I love when I see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. It's yeah. impressive. But I guess every place <laughs> like, does that now. It could be fresh. It's, no, <laughs> you have, your gas gas tank is like one eighth. Uh, down, but you go to the coffee place because you know it has the oh, bean grinding. <laughs> I just want to watch it happen. Yeah. No, the coffee is like, and I'm a coffee snob, unfortunately. I'll just own it right now. I drank probably like eight cups of coffee oh, when I was there. Sure. They just like, I was just really just like, leave me the pot. It's fine. Just, I don't, you just, it's going to be easier. Just leave me the pot. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like I was very well hydrated at the end and not as <laughs> caffeinated as I would like to be. Right. It's, it's not that it's bad. It's, it's that not it's, bad. It's just weak. It's barely anything. Yes. Yeah. 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 So do you think they just have their ratios off on water I, to bean? Yes. <laughs> if you are listening, please make your coffee stronger. Double the bean. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, that may be part of the idea. They may be trying to make coffee that you can't have eight cups of. Oh. But in that case, just get make a decaf. Order the decaf. You know, oh. If I want to sit there for hours. I did not notice any of the waitresses drinking the coffee this morning. So oh, really? maybe they're on to something. Yeah. I'll say, what time were you there? 
Uh, right when they opened at eight. Oh my goodness. Okay. And I do want to thank you for um, you had less than twenty four hours notice, and you had to go this morning. I jumped right on it. Jumped right on it. So I really appreciate that, Dan. Anything I can do. Anything I can do for this podcast. (laughs) You've been a supporter from very early on. It's much appreciated. Okay. Uh, I think uh, we all try the hash browns. Let's talk about that. Talk about those hash browns. I like the hash browns. I am a fan of very crispy hash browns. I didn't think that these were uh, overly oily or greasy. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a lot of seasoning on it, which I didn't mind because that allowed me to pepper and salt them to the amount that I wanted, which is to say a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I put a little ketchup on it. I don't know how either of you feel about putting ketchup on your hash browns, but I liked it. Give me some of that Cholula, that Frank's Red Hot. That's what I want. Yeah, Ketchup's they did, too weak. They did give me Tabasco, uh, but I just went with ketchup. My favorite preparation of hash browns is when they grate it really thick, like pinky size, and then they fry it individually and serve it in a uh, like a, a cup or, uh-huh. or something like that. And you salt like those it. thick pinkies, huh? Yeah, it's like French fries. <laughs> they are French fries, I think, exactly uh, what I described, but... Uh, they're really finely chopped and they're like crazy crispy crunchy edges, but they're also soft on the inside. I mean, the cooked potatoes, so they're delicious by default. You know, I love all cooked potatoes. Yeah. I mean, I would be willing to try if you had a bad one for me to for me to, 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 to try, I would try it, but I guarantee I'd probably you can't guarantee something probably, but I guarantee I would like it. Okay. The texture is just awesome. It's like once you add the salt or the hot sauce, whatever, they are they're incredible hash browns. I don't know anywhere else in town that prepares them this way. Most of them have mm-hmm. the full strings. Yeah. These are the strings, but they chop them up real fine. And yep. it, it rules. What do you think, Eddie? I mean, the texture is spot on. The first time this week that I went, I could not eat the hash browns. Oh. I think something was wrong. Okay. Like I think the oil was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I would like take a fork. Put it up to my nose, and all I could smell was oil. Ooh. And I just could not. I put. I sent them back. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. Can I have wow. a biscuit? <laughs> I know. I never do that. But the second time this week that we went, they were super good. So I really just feel like the first time this week was just a bad oil day. Mm. They were. It was. You know what? It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you prefer to put on your hash browns? Anything at all? Um, a lot of ketchup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like with my bland taste buds, I'm just like, bring on the sugary ketchup. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> ketchup solidarity. Yes. We might not agree on the sign, but we agree mm. on the ketchup. <laughs> so Eddie, you and I both tried a biscuit and gravy. Yeah. It sounds like you tried it by accident. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the servings of hash browns, like it's a good size serving and I like carbs. And so yes. when I couldn't eat that, I was like, oh boy, I'm going to need a biscuit. Here's, here's the thing about <laughs> carbs. They taste great. They're awesome. <laughs> they Oprah loves good. them. Love I mean, carbs. yeah. So the biscuits and gravy were really good. And I think at least they say they make their own biscuits, uh-huh. which I am kind of a skeptic at heart. So I'm always just like, let me see this. But I mean, I'll give them credit. I think they probably do. One time when I was there uh, and when Anton was, uh, you know, still living, mm-hmm. he came up and told us all about how they hand, really? hand make everything, wow. wow, which is pretty cool. Huh. So it's like all old-timey recipes, well, old-timey, 1970s, <laughs> yeah. old-timey <True> recipes. <laughs> uh, these biscuits and gravy, they they come in a, I got one, one biscuit and gravy. Mm-hmm. It comes in a bowl with so much gravy that you can't see the biscuit. It's so much. It's maybe too much gravy. Um, the taste is pretty all right. It's like very thick and fatty and has tiny little chunks of sausage. It's a white gravy. That's so, important. Yeah, to me. white yeah. gravy. White gravy. Uh, when you add salt and pepper on your own, the flavor dramatically improves. I think Dan already kind of hit it. This is a place that doesn't season uh, the stuff a lot, mm. which is fine, especially for breakfast because, you know, you get to season it however you feel like. Exactly. So, like, the biscuit itself was pretty good. It's honestly kind of hard to taste the biscuit on its own because there's so much gravy, but I was able to get a couple little bites that didn't have a lot of gravy on them. It's like they're really soft and cakey. Yes. Like there's maybe a little sweetness to them, but uh, to be honest, they don't have that much flavor separate from the gravy. 
Do still, you want still a lot like of them, flavor though. in your biscuits and gravy? Um, I like the flavor of the biscuit. Sure, <laughs> sure. It should at least taste buttery. You know, have that flakiness. Was the gravy very peppery? N- no, not, not unless you put the pepper. on Okay. It. Yeah. Mm. All right. You concur? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I feel like, especially with breakfast, I appreciate the blandness because I and my taste buds are waking up. So it's like we got to <laughs> ease into the day. Oh, man, I just want to down some chili paste in the morning, get it going. That's how I'll start the day. You would have liked my omelet then. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Let's start with the uh, sweet breakfast entrees. I got a uh, melted, bel- melted, malted <laughs> Belgian waffle uh, with peanut butter. The Ooh. malted waffle has just a slightly different taste than like your standard uh, waffle. It's maybe a little less sweet, a little bit more flowery. Uh, served with a little paper cup of butter in like a metal container of syrup that has a little handle for pouring. I love that container. You, you'd expect since they bring you the little container, there's going to be maple syrup in there, not maple syrup. Um, it's just like your typical brown colored high fructose corn mm-hmm. syrup, just like oh. cheap table syrup. Uh, my waffle was only a little crispy, but it had this like great yeasty flavor to go, go along with the typical waffle sweetness. I do like waffles to be crispy, almost crunchy. This one wasn't that, but the full flavor of it really kind of made up for it. This is a really good waffle. Circular or square, the waffle uh, itself? Circular. Okay. So it was a Belgian waffle. So it's right. circular, very, it's like a, maybe an inch and a quarter high oh. off the plate, like a mm. big old, big, big fat fatty. As, as Dan <laughs> I was disappointed say. when you said that you'd already had that because I didn't want to overlap there, but I do love a good Belgian waffle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would recommend trying this one. At least mm. the malted one was really good. And All right. They use very cheap, creamy peanut butter. Um, and I prefer very expensive. Crunchy peanut butter. Stuff. Oh, crunchy? <laughs> Even on a waffle? Uh, yeah. Give me that wow. texture all the time. Crunchy, salty. I saw you cleaned out Lucky's supply of... Uh, <laughs> I was did. That, was Adam's, that peanut butter? Yeah, yeah. Adam's peanut butter. <laughs> uh, it's this peanut butter brand from Oregon. And like, I lived in Oregon for a little while. And it's just... It's incredible uh, peanut butter. And it was crazy when it showed up here. I would order a jar of that peanut butter for my birthday every year. I can't Ooh. keep peanut butter in the house because I just eat it. In the, it's like the most densely caloric food imaginable. Those jars are gone, and that was like two weeks ago. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of respect for you now. It's gone up even higher I'm, than it was. I'm lying. Two of them are gone. Two of them are. <laughs> That's still a crazy respect, amount of peanut butter. Respect is uh, taken back. Uh, okay, I don't deserve it. But anyway, um, Lucky's is gone. R.I.P. Mm, Lucky's and R.I.P. Yeah. Me getting that peanut butter in town. But anyway. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the peanut butter that they used, but you know what? I still love peanuts. It's kind of like potatoes. Like any p- peanut butter, I'm going to like it. So. You could probably sneak in your own peanut butter, too. Ooh, like, look, I'm prepared. That's good. Yeah. Get like a... Uh, what, do you, what is the alcohol? The... A flask? Oh, yeah. yeah. You like, forgot the word for flask? <laughs> I did. Get like a peanut butter flask. Oh. I am filling a flask tonight. Like it's, I, I was already thinking about it and could not remember the words. But yeah, get a peanut butter flask and bring it with me. Uh-huh. Just imagining the cleaning process for that. Mm. Okay, good luck. You're only going to use peanut butter in it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the only... I guess it has to be squeezable. I guess you just... Yeah. This is just, just sitting like a there small... shaking it, shaking it for hours and no peanut butter. It's the original <laughs> Heinz ketchup bottle. <laughs> right. So you also tried a sweet breakfast item, Eddie. I got a pancake. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my approach. What's a what is a pancake? Oh God! Oh, uh-huh. so this morning I woke up super jazzed about breakfast, like usual. Uh-huh. Made coffee and then did a deep dive into the history of the pancake because I don't know anything about a pancake. Wow. That was not prompted. That was no, a, that literally was just me. A, that was yeah. a joke. But yeah. go ahead, please yeah. tell us. Okay, so I learned. Oh God! I hope I get this right. No one <laughs> fact check me, please. Okay, so I discovered that pancakes date back like. 30,000 years, which is wild. 
but also people for centuries have loved breakfast. So like uh-huh. I'm into that. But yeah, they used to make pancakes with, um, oh shoot, like milled cattail wheat. Whoa. I know. Yeah. So I, I don't want to try that, but it, it yeah. is interesting. So they've like found pancakes in people's stomachs over the century. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they know this. Um, I think you need to write your own piece on oh this. Oh my gosh. They have some really good names like they were ho- flapjacks, hoe cakes. Um, ho that's cakes. a legitimate name for a pancake, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, they're, it's a fascinating history. So, yeah. That's pancakes. awesome. I appreciate I, flapjacks. I love that name. I, flapjacks are a little bit weedier. Like they're, they're not as sweet as normal pancakes. So, it's not, not interchangeable with just pancakes. It's no, a, it's a little bit of a different okay, thing. It's a yeah. unique thing. I mean, you know, it's like a cousin. Hmm. <laughs> Someone also did a study. A study might be too. Uh, high of a word here but someone did a study to figure out if kansas is flatter than a pancake and the answer was yes yeah i remember what? that really <laughs> yeah if you zoom up on a pancake there's actually a lot of divots yes. in things. Oh. yeah and so canvas on or kansas uh actually is flatter i remember that, that. remember that study mm. yeah i was fascinated by this so uh anyways this is all to say that i had a pancake and uh-huh. i was at anton's and it was delicious and i like i'm pretty picky about pancakes and some of my best food memories are around pancakes Uh and this one was really good it's fluffy and super buttery and very very sweet so if you don't like sweet i'm sorry but it's a sweet pancake yeah i loved it it was so good i gotta say you bogarted my order eddie really (laughs) oh i'm sorry (laughs) no 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 no. i i was more than happy to get something else for have something else to talk about but like pancake with peanut butter and a biscuit and gravy and hash browns is is what i get whenever i go to anton's that exact combo Uh (laughs) uh-huh all the carbs on the menu yes oh my gosh every carb no eggs get out of here (laughs) wow do you are you not just like high on sugar after that oh yeah or i need a big old nap yeah uh i'm impressed now i didn't i wouldn't eat at all usually you know like split the stuff in half is typically Mm. my strategy but um i gotta stay away from pancakes this is like it's a problem oh they're just sugar it's truly (laughs) just sugar and then you add more sugar on top and Mm -hmm. it's so good Okay, um, Dan, you got a sweet breakfast item as well. I did. I got the uh, cinnamon rolls, uh, which on the menu, I believe, only says cinnamon roll, singular, but it came as two. Um, I did see the waitress go in the back, throw something in the microwave, which is fine. I've had microwave cinnamon rolls before, as long as they're you know made fresh and uh-huh. frozen. But I didn't know what I was going to be getting. Uh, they ended up being really, really good. They were very soft and bready. I know some people have opinions about whether cinnamon rolls should be like tough and almost like a danish or if they should be super super soft i fall on the side of super soft uh the cinnamon wasn't overwhelming uh it tasted almost like those soft biscuits that you used to get with the with the can you know that you undo the paper and it pops. Yeah. like that yeah like that they're very soft and and i don't want to say biscuity but Whatever that 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 type of yeah, sure. bakery item was, um, and they put the warm icing on the top, and it remained Ooh. liquid for probably the first minute or two while I was eating it, so I could just mm. spoon all of it in there and just encrust the entire thing. And then as it started to harden, you know, just uh, it was very very good. Awesome. And I, I ate those quicker than than anything. I, the waitress was giving me the side eye the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was more disgusted than anything. But <laughs> How big were they? They weren't super big. I'd say like baseball size, but not completely round, obviously. And uh-huh. they, weren't, they weren't super tall either. Maybe that's why they give you two, because they mm. want to make sure that you, sure. Get, it, you get enough. So. Yeah. What was the cinnamon to bread ratio? Because I'm not a huge cinnamon roll fan, mm-hmm. because to me, it's mostly bread. Yes. Which, and we've just, as we've said, I love carbs, but like 
This is not my favorite carb. Then this would probably not be something that you particularly enjoy. It's more bready than cinnamon. <sighs> um, but I'd say it was just shy of being 50-50. Okay, not bad, yeah. not bad. Yeah, wasn't bad. All right, savory. Let's get savory. Let's get savory with it. Uh, what'd you get? What savory breakfast time did you try this week, Eddie? Okay, so I got the, oh no, Midwestern omelet. That's what it's called. It was... Very good. Uh, I had no idea what I was in for. I should also say I can't handle any degree of spice, like even too oh. much of black pepper, and I'm like reaching oh, for the glass of I'm milk. I'm so sorry. Like I said, my palate <laughs> is just trash. It's okay. I, I've accepted it. I'm at terms with it. It's fine. It said it had, okay, I got to think now, uh, crumbled sausage, mushrooms, some sort of orange cheese, which was very good. <laughs> it did change in consistency by the end Professional of- Professional <laughs> food writer. Some kind of cheese. Orange cheese. <laughs> like I said, this is why I don't do Food oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you get it. Um, but then it also said it had a chili sauce in it, and that made me super nervous ooh. because that could mean anything. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Ooh, let's just try it. Let's go for it." It arrived, nothing on top. Yeah, I thought something had been messed up. It was all inside the omelet, like Whoa. a little pocket oh. of deliciousness. Yeah. Okay. It was so good, so good. They do but, that style. Oh, mm-hmm. No smothering here. It's all in the omelet, and how they do that, I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, I've made a lot of omelets, and if you put any sort of liquid in there, I don't know how you keep it in. It was, like, perfectly folded in. It's beautiful. I, yeah, I Years think of experience. I yeah. have a suspicion of how they did it, because I also got <gasps> an omelet, and I got, uh, well, I should preface this by saying, since I'm sitting in for Dan Howell, I had to follow the dedict, and so I got the Anton, oh, sorry, the Antone omelet, which was uh, eggs, obviously, uh, cheddar cheese, black olives, and green peppers, and then smothered with salsa, mild salsa. It's specified on the on the uh, menu, so I was uh-huh. a little disappointed with that. Like Andy, I like a ton of spice, mm. um, and so my my assumption what they're doing is that they're cooking the eggs flat, and it had the pocket of goodness too. Then they put the stuff in it right before they flip it because oh. it wasn't. It didn't feel like they flipped it and then kept cooking it. It was like the last thing they did was just fold it. Final in. fold. Final fold, and then they put the salsa on mine. It was really good, but the egg wasn't super thick, and I was kind of noting the. The, um, well, the thickness of the egg on the bottom and the top, and it seemed really uniform. So that was my guess That's how they did it. That's a good theory. I like this. Yeah, but it was it was really good. I was impressed with the Antone omelet. Um, the flavors, the cube. Oh, there was also cubed ham in it, which I forgot to mention. Mm, the cubed ham. Cubed ham. And I know I've seen it where you can buy cubed ham in a package. I've never bought it, but I've seen it. Uh-huh. And they all look very uniform. This cubed ham was not completely uniform. There were some pieces that had the skin, the outer skin on it. There's some pieces that had a little bit of gristle in it. I thought it was really good. It was, uh, I'm not a huge omelet person, but again, since I was abiding by the dedict, I felt I had to, but I ended up really enjoying it. For listeners and for Eddie. Thank you. Dan's dedict <laughs> is, uh, he, he mispronounced the word edict once. First episode, wasn't uh, it? Probably. First or second, yeah. His rule is that if there is an item on the menu that has the name of the restaurant, he has to order it. That makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. So Dan Chilton uh, carried it on. Carried it on. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. If it's going to be the quintessential dish, it would probably be named after the restaurant or the man who started the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the breakfast special, Eddie. It's three ninety nine. Uh-huh. Uh, amazing. <laughs> I love that that is your first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really like to pretend that I'm just budget savvy, but truly it's just like I'm just a total cheap ass. Like, it happens. Sure. Yeah. So it's three ninety nine. It's eggs and... What is it? Eggs, toast, and hash browns? I got the biscuits and gravy instead of the toast. 
and it's the way to go. Oh, but I did learn insider secret. Um, not much of a secret, but you can, <laughs> instead of toast, you can get a grilled bagel. Whoa. It was, yeah, my friends got this and I was in like awe of their knowledge of Antone's, but also just super jealous because that bagel looked amazing. It's like it, the wow. secret menu at yeah. In-N-Out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I tried a lunch item. They have a full <gasps> lunch menu with I've sandwiches and there. burgers and everything. So I actually went twice in one day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went really early uh, for my breakfast, and then I like you know several hours went by, and then I, I went right after the gym to go eat lunch and took a sandwich to go. I got the old English sandwich. Unfortunately, this is not uh, run of the mill. Uh, ham and cheese served with a 40 of malt liquor. <laughs> but uh, in fact, a grilled open-faced English muffin topped with tomato slices, avocado, turkey breast, bacon, and blue cheese. Got to start with that English muffin. It's just your standard store-bought variety. A soft outer layer and a little savory. However, the inside had been grilled on that seasoned griddle they have back there, which gave it like a little crispness as well as a butter flavor. Just the slightest hint of char. Like there was just a little bit. You know, it's like a 3% little bit of burntness in there. And I'm, that was great. Yeah, really liked it. And then on top of that, they'd spread this layer of mashed avocado, and it was enough that you could see it Ooh. and taste it. I had a bad experience with an avocado on a sandwich recently. Don't need to get into it. There wasn't enough. Couldn't taste it. Could definitely taste it here, but it wasn't overpowering. So you know, sometimes you get the avocado, and it like just overtakes the entire flavor of the dish. Not here, just a little hint of it. Um, there was a couple slices of like ultra thin store bought deli turkey breast, which was fine. Then tomatoes, which were pretty decent for being out of season. And then, and then. Heavily cooked, ultra crispy bacon. It was probably just like Jimmy Dean bacon, but wow, it was like perfectly cooked to go on a sandwich. Had so much crunch, so much flavor, and you combine that with some sprinkles of this really pungent blue cheese on top. Had blue cheese. Had blue cheese, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's the old old English at Anton's grade A diner sandwich. I'm not going to say it's like going to blow your mind or anything, but it had a nice breakfasty taste too because of the. Bacon. So you go in there and get this for breakfast, and I think you'd be satisfied. But, you know, lunch or breakfast, whatever. You really can't go wrong with it. I ordered it with curly fries, which were a little undercooked for my taste, or very soft, but still, you know, with the previous caveat that they were cooked potatoes, and therefore, <laughs> delicious. I feel like curly fries have to be seasoned yeah. heavily, and mm-hmm. with all the lack of seasoning, how were they nah. unseasoning? Nothing. They were fine. I mean, I put salt on them, of mm-hmm. course, to make them taste good. But when I get curly fries or any fry, I am more in favor of like ultra crispy. Yeah. yeah. Well done, especially curly fries. For sure. Um, I don't know why anyone would get curly fries here when you could sub in the best the hash, browns. hash browns in the city, maybe. I mean, I don't know what else is out there that I like more as far as hash browns, but these are these are fantastic. Do you think you could put hash browns on your sandwich? Oh, my. I know. <laughs> this I'll, just occurred to me. Well, I was kind of in there fantasizing about like taking elements from different things that I'd eaten and combining them. So like if you were to get a big plate of hash browns and like melt some of that uh, yellow American <laughs> cheese on there, maybe put some of the bacon on top of that and the hot sauce or something. Oh my God. Yeah, and with that griddle, be... the way that and the the fine cut of those hash browns, there was a lot of parts that was like completely crusted over, yeah. like mm-hmm. flat. If they did that on two sides, you could almost replace a bun oh of a sandwich gosh. with it and have hash brown on top and bottom. The, the very best bites, uh, plural, because I got two or three that were like this the entire t- t- you know two times that I was there. I covered the fork with hash browns, got a big old fork full of hash browns, submerged it in the excess gravy, mm. sprinkled a ton of salt and pepper on the top, and then ate that. And that was 
Fantastic. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Now, did the wait staff from lunch recognize you from I was Reckless? wondering that, too. They did not acknowledge it. <laughs> I mean, I, the other, I had a different server, but it was the same people working like, oh like God, six that or guy's seven back. hours later. No, I don't think. <laughs> the guy like, taking pictures and writing notes. Copious <laughs> notes. <laughs> it's like furiously typing into his phone. It's so embarrassing. This whole thing's embarrassing. Okay, so now before we rate it, we're going to call Dan Howell and get his thoughts on what he ate. Was he there yesterday? Uh, perhaps. I think I saw him there. So now I'm concerned since he has the flu. Uh, <laughs> did we want to touch on ambiance? It feels oh, like yeah. it's pretty oh, That's such a key part of this. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that before we call Good Dan. call Dan. We're definitely a- replacing Dan Wen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a really small space with low ceilings, kind of a makeshift looking bar. We talked about it. It goes halfway across the middle and it's got that puffy red foam lining and matching puffy red bar stools that, that go with it. Um, there's a tables of various sizes. They're all like pretty old like round tops small tables seating anywhere from like two to maybe six or eight each there's all kinds of old-timey stuff on the wall tables all have the classic checkered yes tablecloth yeah uh plastic tablecloth red red and white checkered Mm -hmm. like a picnic right (laughs) and what are they like vinyl like they're kind of scrape you can Mm -hmm. scrape your gunk off there real easy (laughs) yeah a lot of uh foil in the decor i noticed and on the ceiling yeah on the ceiling specifically along the like the return duct and behind the behind the lights uh there was a lot of skillets on the wall like pans cooking pans it reminds me of cracker barrel in a way yeah it's very kitschy it looks like a time capsule for like what I imagine my great 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 grandmother's kitchen yeah, looked right. like in the middle of you know Podunk, Iowa. They had like these spinning round metal devices suspended, f- suspending pots, pans, and strainers, and all sorts of cooking equipment yeah. from the ceiling. There's two of those, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. I think that Cracker Barrel comparison is kind of spot on because it's it's like that, but it's not uh, an affectation. Like this no. is very much no. just the way this place has been, at least for the last 10, 12 years that I've been going there. I really liked the jars that are, I think, glued to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw one with peanuts. In fact, I sat right below the one with peanuts. Well, so there's, there's like cereal. They're yeah. like gallon jars <laughs> yeah. suspended upside down from the ceiling, full of cereal and other stuff. I just want to know, like, was this the original kitchen supply? And they were just like, "Well, we're updating, but we don't want to get rid of it, so we'll just put it on the walls." Yeah. Like, how did this some, show up? <laughs> some of it seemed quite old. Yeah. The uh, the cooking ware is almost a uh, a pantheon of Anton's <laughs> pans. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> The, the decor has not changed the entire time that I've been going there. I mean, it is exactly the same as it's always been, which is kind of neat. Yeah. And, and then the rest of the walls are just completely plastered with uh, newspaper clips mm-hmm. about Antones and, and different uh, uh, like graphic posters. And yeah. it was really neat. Did Other, you spot the Jay Leno photo? Yes. Oh, my God. That was my I favorite. I didn't see that. I oh. mean, it's, it's, it's on the counter where you pay. It's like prominently mm-hmm. displayed right oh, in front of the cash okay. register. Nice. And it's it's Anton and Roberta. Hey, just I think it was it was probably after a stand up show or something. It's like Jay, then with Jay Leno arms around him and stuff. <laughs> it That's was pretty, so pretty cute. Fun. Um. So yeah, let's let's call Dan Howell get his input before we rate this place. Hello. Hey, Playboy. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) That's Andrew Carr, Springfield Mo. Oh, hey, what's up? Just calling to see what you thought of Antone's Coffee Shop. Wow. Well, uh, first of all, let me just say I agree with everything that everyone (laughs) is saying. Um, Andy, I love the bio. Eddie, Dan Chilton, all your thoughts 
were collected, concise, with nuance and charm. Real great stuff. Andy, that was a great three-page monologue about hash browns or whatever. <laughs> You're so spot on. That's so funny. I don't know. I kind of wanted to exercise the dedict. Wow. Here at Anton's. Oh, buddy. You've, you've uh, but, uh, been replaced, but keep going. Oh, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, the Anton omelet. The Anton omelet. Okay, well, I actually, Dan, I went ahead and exercised the Dedic, and I had it on your behalf. <laughs> wow. Wow. How was it? Uh, I it, mean, it, it was good, but if I remember correctly, canonically, uh, don't you dislike black olives, or was that Andy who disliked the black olives? I, I yeah, disliked them. Yeah, that, that, that's what kept me away from it. Okay. I do not dislike the black olives, so I was fine with it, and I thought it was actually pretty good. The salsa was very mild, but otherwise, go ahead. Tell us what you had. I have the uh, Anton suggestion number one. I decided if I'm not doing the edict, might as well go with one of Anton's patented suggestions. It's the first thing you see on the menu there. And it is your choice of hamburger coffee or boneless breaded pork tender with eggs, hash browns, and uh, toast. Hash browns or grits, but I went with the hash browns. What did you think about those? And, uh, Keep it brief. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gotta say I love those hash browns. Uh huh. So so extra crispy. So we have a, we have a quorum. I, I, I what mm-hmm. what, what, what's the uh, what's the decision on the hash? Browns? We were all way I into the hash browns. Person. Love the hash browns around across the board. Perfect, perfect. I also love the hash browns. I thought the hamburger patty needed a little seasoning. Um, it wasn't quite as crispy as I would have wanted. Also. Uh, being a griddle burger, I expected it to be a little crispy around the edges. Mm. Uh, but the egg was great. The toast was great. And, um, hey, Andy, I'm going to need you to put a, a sauce count in, uh. in a toast. Somebody sauce me. <laughs> Somebody sus me. <laughs> wow, that was exactly the same with the laugh and everything. <laughs> I, I, I have the, uh, uh, the toast came with uh, two things of grape jelly, and I did not use either of those. Okay, that's not a sauce, man. <laughs> you know that's not a sauce. Fine, we'll put a poll um, on our Instagram. Is jelly a sauce? Definitely not. <laughs> I also have the thick Texas French toast. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Texas French toast slice, uh-huh. and uh, that was also very good. I, I really, really liked it. It was nice and crispy on the inside, super soft and still ready on the inside. Uh, yeah, that was lovely. That's awesome, dude. Any more thoughts on anything? <laughs> nope, that was everything. And uh, I'm going to ask Dan Shelton to please incorporate my feelings into his overall score. As I will not be scoring it. Oh, uh, but but I, I put my trust in him, and uh, his his score is canonically the Dan score for this week. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I'll, All right, I'll do my best. Well, thanks, Dan. Um, earlier, I told you that I loved you, and um, I was lying. I don't love you. I don't care if you live or die. See you later, buddy. <laughs> wow, cold. <laughs> he just hung up, hung up immediately. <laughs> I'll call him back in a little bit. <laughs> Man. All right. So I guess it's time to rate old Antones. 
I don't know. How many street side breakfast shacks out of five would you all rate Antones? Eddie, you're officially our guest today. We'll start with you. I mean, I would probably give it, I'm going to say a five out of five. Wow. I know. Well, so here's why. The variety, there's a ton to choose from. So, Uh you know, give yourself 10 minutes to really peruse that menu. There's so much. Yeah. The service is great. I mean, those servers are so nice. And like... I, my poor gal had to pour so many cups of coffee and she, I I apologize profusely literally every single time. And she was so sweet. She also said goodbye when I left, which I always really like. Yeah. (laughs) She's paying attention to me finally leaving. The biscuits were great. The hash browns the second time around were phenomenal. The decor is super charming Uh and it's really close to my house. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. Important. Important. Yeah. I like it. And it's cash only. Oh. And I happen to like live on a very cash oriented system. So I'm like, yes, I will give you all of my quarters. Thank you. I just to take this opportunity, um, hey listeners, if you're eating at a local place, pay with cash. Yes, um, it is really good for the businesses because they don't have to pay credit card fees. Yeah, so. and your servers don't have to. Well, uh, never mind. They don't. Yeah, they, they don't do have to claim need to all their tips. That, yeah. You got to claim like half of it or <laughs> yeah. something like cash that. tips are so. way better. A little been, more money back to the business. I've yeah. been trying to do that more, you know. And actually, I was going to Shanghai Inn and seeing them have a sign on the door that says "Please pay with cash." Please, all. <laughs> Dan, what do you think of Antones? So. I agree with much of what Eddie just said. Um, first of all, I'll say my service, like the speed at which the food got to me, was great. My waitress seemed a little disinterested with me. Maybe it was because I was in there right when they when they opened. She wasn't completely awake yet. But, I mean, she was still cordial. The food arrived on time, and that's all I care about. A, a waitress or a waiter can be... Uh, as mean to me as they want, as long as the food <laughs> arrives and the food is good. So uh, I'm not going to dock them for that. The hash browns alone, I would give a five star. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I can't, of course, put something in the Pantheon, but I would I would suggest a, a Pantheon consideration for those hash browns. Yeah. They are excellent. Um, the food is good. The cinnamon rolls, I really love. They were, they were just what I wanted this morning. So I'm going to drop a 4.5. I'm going to drop wow. a 4.5 on them. Yeah. Man. We love this place. Okay. Um, I uh, am notoriously, or at least used to be, notoriously a harder uh, mm-hmm. grader, and I've been trying to get back to doing that because I just think there should only be like, you know, 10 fives in the entire city <laughs> out of like 300 <laughs> restaurants. That's how I feel, and I'm pretty sure I've given more than 10 fives. <laughs> I think this is just like a very reliable breakfast place, yep. and I we talked a little bit about this off mic, but like it's been a little bit of hit or miss for me over the years. You know, sometimes you'll... You, get a, you can get a breakfast there. It isn't so good. Sometimes it's very, very good. I feel like it maxes out at like a four for me, though. Okay. You know, it's never like a mind blower. It's just like a very reliable kind of meat and potatoes breakfast place. The really cool uh, decor and like a really good ambiance. Like the place. Going to go with 3.5. Wow. For me. What would 3. be a 5. 5 out of 5 for your breakfast? Great question. Don't know yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like what's tough is it's like breakfast is such a range. Uh-huh. So there's high-end breakfast, and then there's diner breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is five out of five diner breakfast. Okay. Let's just put that in. Okay. I will, I'm will. i not going to tell you on mic, but there is a place in town that I will confidently give a five out of five really? diner breakfast. Absolutely. Well, be, you could cut it out. Don't you dare. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to add a little more context to my 4.5. Uh-huh. That I uh, gave it a 4, but Dan Howell gave it a 5 mm. since I'm in charge of both of our scores. So I just averaged it out for 4.5. Oh. Yeah. Dan's throwing those fives around. Uh, he does. But I had He's to like temper me. it. I we love everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but I do agree with Eddie. Uh, as far as diner experience goes, Antone's is, is pretty top-notch. I know there's a few left, but this is like genuine... Old school diner, very 
kitschy, but not kitsch for the sake of being exactly. kitschy. Um, and yeah, it's very cool. It feels like a, a presidential candidate's going to walk in and start start you know glad handing everyone. It feels like that kind of place <laughs> where they go to meet locals, and yeah. there, well, there were a lot of locals there. Oh yeah, the wait staff knew. All the people's names who came in after me, they're like, hey, Jerry, hey, you know, whoever. And yeah, so it's very it's very quaint that way. It's cool. All right. So we got a variety of scores today and we'll we'll have to consult uh, with Dan and see about with Dan Howell and see about adding this to the Pantheon. <laughs> I, f- I feel like those hash browns, they're up maybe there. Pantheon worthy. And you know what? Uh, we, we like to do that at our live shows sometime. And I'm going to say right now that we've got another live show booked Woo, for the right. end of March. Details coming soon. Uh, on that exciting other big news coming from march also just teasing that but we don't need to talk about spring food mo right now <laughs> let's get into our special guest interview segment last meal funny bitch. usually i have dan howell here to help me with this part but i'm, I'm on my own eddie Burnaking, i got bad news uh mayor ken mcclure whew he does not like it uh, when people split their time between Springfield and another place. Oh. And unfortunately, uh, he's got cotton wind. Cotton. <laughs> he's cotton wind. <laughs> that, he that doesn't is, cotton to people that, who that, live in two places. I live in two states. Okay. There you go. He doesn't like that. <laughs> and because of that, he's going to sentence you not to death, oh. but to eating only unseasoned oatmeal for the rest of your life, which... You, if he you only into, knew that that's so. what I have for breakfast every <laughs> single day. But you also have to have it smothered with orange cheese. Oh, Ooh, God. Yeah. All right. That no, is, Dan? That's rough. That's not part of it. Okay. Only unseasoned oatmeal. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's canonically not part of it. I was trying to work in the orange cheese. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess you can do that on your birthday. Mm. <laughs> Celebrations. So you're, you're, you get one last meal before your sentence begins. Four courses, we call a drink a course. So a drink, appetizer, entree, and dessert. Uh, what's your last drink going to be? Ha- everything has to be local to Springfield. Okay, I can pull cheat, that off. which is fine. No, it's fine. Okay, so my last drink is super boring, but it's just a Manhattan. From where? From Hepcat. Oh, great. Yeah, I've followed the talented Dylan Fox to a couple bars, and he's very talented. He's good at what he does. The Manhattan is phenomenal. Cool, so cool. can't go wrong. So yeah. then for appetizer? Appetizer. Okay, so... Does this count? Because the restaurant's closed now. Sure. Okay, whatever. cool. So it was Metropolitan Farmer. Their mm. Brussels sprout salad was oh. so freaking good. Mm. We did an obituary for them when they closed. Oh, I love that place. Oh, my gosh. That was when I like started having dinner alone. Yeah. <laughs> it started at Metropolitan Farmer. I would take my magazines and go read and have dinner every Sunday night. It, that, it was so fun. That dude, piv- that, what, the, what a weird pivot to doing Black Market Smokehouse yeah. after that. It's the same yeah. guy. It's a weird. I mean, it's good. But it's just not what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. So R.I.P. my Brussels sprout salad. Yeah. So then for my entree, I am a sucker for comfort food. And I could probably eat mashed potatoes for the rest of my life. And that would mm. be the one food. So the shepherd's pie at Farmer's Gastro Pub. Mm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, so good. Awesome. Plus, I love talking to Andy and making fun of his accent. So... <laughs> I would if he could come for that meal actually like if he could join me as I eat that that would be ideal. We Dan and I Dan Howell and I both really like that place but mm-hmm. they got very mad at us after <gasps> the, the chicken thing. Really? They got mad? Oh yes. Oh Andy. <laughs> He's got a good they, sense of humor too. Yeah. They sick some people on us because not us but a friend of yours and some other people here did not like their chicken sandwich and that chicken sandwich episode that we did. Was it Claire? <laughs> uh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's got very high standards. Yeah. 
Okay, so for dessert, I would do pineapple whip, but when I eat pineapple whip, I pour tequila on it. So that Whoa. would, I know, yeah, original original flavor only. So that would be my dessert. Wow. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Do you what keep, a choice. Do you keep a bottle of tequila in the freezer so it's cold and it doesn't melt the pineapple whip? Or do you oh, just... that's a great idea. <laughs> no. You just pour room temperature Yeah, and, and then you just good? have to like slurp it up really fast. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You should try frozen. I bet that would, that do, would, that could yeah. be something. You need to go sell that idea to Tropical liqueurs or something so my roommate and i here have talked about doing this like finding a way to blend this so that you could put it in a slushy machine uh-huh and serve it oh. wow it's so good you're onto something oh my that's gosh it's genius. so good and now some yeah. listener is going to steal your idea no, you better this is panel. already uh, <laughs> we're trademarking this this is it this is like the same thing as mailing an idea to yourself it's out there we know it's <laughs> eddie Burnaking's idea there we go and i'm pretty sure the next time you come on you're going to be very wealthy yeah. if you're not already. For all I know, you may already be very wealthy. Tequila whip queen. Yeah. Oh. We're calling Dan. He had one more thing he wanted to say. For the record, I have said I love you to Andy many times on the show. I was being disingenuous. I'm sorry, Dan. I was going for an easy laugh. I and sign it. off every text with I love you. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, the ones that you reply to. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, they're, they're all very emotional for me. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that, Dan. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> that was very funny. I don't think I would do that unless you knew my true feelings. <laughs> so you did ask me to call you once Eddie was done making her picks because you had something you wanted to share. Absolutely. Eddie, great picks. Thank you. Um, I know the episode isn't over yet, but I can easily say you are the best guests we have ever had. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I, I respect your choice to re-air your last meal picks as all four courses, the intestines from Bao Bao. That's, oh. that, that's a bold move. I, I really like that. <laughs> hey, Dan, while, while we've got you on the line, we bandied about the idea of adding the Antone's uh, hash browns to the Pantheon. What do you do think it. about that? You're on board? I'm, I'm down. I, I love them. Those were, I, I would go back to the hash browns alone. All right. You know what? Agreed. We're going we're gonna to drop the theme in right here and do it. Hang on just a second. They're crispy and crunchy. You get a whole big load of them, no matter... If they come on the side of your order, or if you order them uh, individually, it's wow. the Antone's Hash Browns. Welcome to the Pantheon here on Spring Food Mo. You deserve it. Congratulations. Woo! That was for Dan to know where we are. Welcome to the Pantheon, <laughs> Antone's Hash Browns. <laughs> Woo! Well deserved. We said we might save it for our upcoming live show. Yes, that's right, Dan. I did reveal that's going to happening. That's going to be happening, but not the date and not who our special guest on that show is going to be. Mm. <laughs> that's right. We can do a live show with another person. I still can't Could believe be you, you got him or her. Brad Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Brad. He might show up also, yeah. Okay. Well, Dan Howell, once again, thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We're going to do one more segment, but you know, anything else you want to you want to leave us with? Um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
he hung up. <laughs> what a jokester. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into a special segment that we haven't done in a very long time, but it is going to be coming back in another capacity very soon. This is What You Eatin'. What You Eatin'. What You Eatin'. This is so long. What You This was like one of the first themes. These sound so different at one speed. It's like it feels like it's melting in my ear. What you eating? We've had a lot of new places open recently, and uh, one of us here has tried a new place. Yay! Tell us about Margo, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, so we went to Margo, which is Drake Tillman's newest restaurant. It's not a pop-up, but he does share the space with Artisan's Oven. So you oh. walk in and it smells phenomenal. Um, if you haven't been to Artisan's Oven on C Street, go. It's mm. so good. Um, the menu is super small. Also, the menu is only online. You will not find the Whoa. paper version on your table. Cool. Huh. So if you, like me, have really crummy wireless, uh, screenshot that sucker because <laughs> that's the only way you're going to find it. The menu is really small. It changes pretty often. It's French bistro style cafe-esque, I guess. Sure. There's like seven menu items total. So we got all of them. There's a cabbage dish. So freaking good. Chopped cabbage sauteed in a whole lot of butter. And that's Mm. all you need to know. It's really, really good. Here's the thing about cabbage. Real tasty. I know. It's a bad rap. No one Mm. understands. You can grill it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, what is it not to love? Okay, so we also got the mushroom lo mein. I'm going to butcher this. This is so embarrassing. The tagliatelle ragu and the cocoven. Oh, man. It was really, really good. All of it was super good. We did like family style, which unfortunately, because I'm a germaphobe, well, fortunately for me, I guess, means I get the first bite of everything. Yeah. And then you don't get to touch my plate. So (laughs) it was really good. Super, super good. Really affordable, too. I'm looking at the menu because now I have wireless, and the most expensive thing is $15. Oh, it's not bad at all. No, and it's so good. And where's it located, did you say? on Commercial Street. Okay. Inside Artisan's Oven. Okay. Yeah. So good had an artisan's oven episode on the books and the history segment is done but we had to abort it for reasons i'm not going to get into oh, no. so very soon some, sometime sometime within the next few months we're probably going to do artisan's oven good they so. their bread is so freaking yeah. good it's so good and artisan's oven is still open during the week during lunch so you can have like the best of both worlds yeah yeah that rules so check it out I uh, went back to Tortilla Purchase this week because, like, my family, a lot of times they'll hear the episodes and then want to go to the places that we talk about. So I went with the whole family yesterday. Actually, no, my, my sister-in-law wasn't there, sadly. She missed out. This doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I tried some different stuff. I, I did a repeat of the chorizo sope, which is every bit as good as it was whenever I talked about it on the show. And then I got a, a Saturday special, which was, like, a ceviche tostada, mm-hmm. and it was, like, chopped up crab a big old pile of chopped up crab and lettuce, and the bottom was a bunch of guacamole, and on the top they had a single shrimp. It was awesome. That sounds so good. Tasted oh. so fresh and like citrusy. Oh, it was fantastic. You try anything new or interesting lately, Dan? Uh, I think the newest thing that I've tried actually is Dontano's new location in Ooh, the mall. Yeah. Which uh, I didn't learn about until Greg Holman actually told me on the Springfield Reddit that they were there. So I walked to the mall not far from there. Still good, obviously, but even quicker now and easier Mm -hmm. to get to. So... I really appreciate it when uh, restaurants move closer to where I'm at. Sure, so I yeah. Can, <laughs> I can walk there. But those tacos, they're terrific. Just Ooh. street tacos on the on the corn um, tortilla. I can't remember. Was it Dan who doesn't like the corn tortillas? He'd yeah, be he, prefer, he prefers flour. Right. Wow. He's a flour boy. Yeah, That's right. Flour, flour boy. <laughs> <laughs> flour child. Flour, yeah, flour child. Uh, but it's great. I got the, uh, the chorizo is good, the barbacoa, and I think I got another one. Probably just straight up chicken, but you can't go wrong with any of their their tacos. I mean, honestly, the Battlefield Mall food court 
uh, five out of five. Yeah. There's some local spots. The atmosphere is great. People watching. Oh my gosh. I'd love for it to be a hundred percent local. Yeah. I think that would be really cool if they had just every single spot was local. Here's some breaking news. Ooh. In our spreadsheet, since before we started the show, is a mini series about all the local restaurants in the mall. Uh-huh. And I think we're gonna get to it this year. Awesome. It's we're worth still it. like we've got our we've got everything planned out through the end of March right now, but it's it's gonna happen. We've got some guests lined up that I think it'll be really interesting. Very cool. That'll be a fun um, one. No promises because you know things happen, people get tumors and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, you know, but uh that's that's on the on the docket. So uh Dan. You're leaving from here to go to a pie making class. He's got a pie project you're doing this yeah, year. You want to talk yeah, about that? Uh, yeah. Well, the the project itself, I just like to set up goals for myself. Uh-huh. Each year, as people do at New Year's, and this year, I've been a huge pie fan, specifically uh, prairie pie, uh-huh. Eleanor's prairie pie. And um, so I've been teaching myself to bake a pie this year. I, I focused on 20 pies in 2020 because I figure if I can get down the road of 20, I might be somewhat capable by the end of it. That's a lot of pies. It is, but I eat a lot of pies. So it worked <laughs> out. Uh, and uh, Eleanor is teaching this class at uh, the new Finley Farms in Ozark mm-hmm. on how to make her pie crust, which is a Pantheon item as well. It is indeed. So from here, I'm going to learn to make a Pantheon product. Uh, and my wife, Nicole, who was also a guest, right for Bruno's. is uh, trying out gluten-free for medical reasons this year. So I'm having to make some altercations with the pie, uh, and I'm going to ask Eleanor today. Hopefully, she can give me some tips on how to make her pie crust gluten-free, but uh, I just love Prairie Pies pies, and there's a rumor that at the end, she leaves you with some recipes for some of the Ooh. stuff, like the honey salt. Mm. Uh, yeah, the uh-huh. custard one. Yeah, the custard, mm. so I would definitely want to try those out. I made a replica of that for ha- uh, Halloween, <laughs> no, for Thanksgiving <laughs> last year. Uh-huh. I got to say, my crust doesn't look good. Like, I don't have the cool crimping on the crust but i was really proud of the fact that it tasted good yeah it was pretty close i'm sure it wasn't on the level i've seen your videos of your pies that you've been oh, posting it's it's i mean there is no level there <laughs> on the level they've all three been sweet potato pies uh-huh. uh, and the last two crusts have just been crumbled ginger snaps but yeah there's no level for, <laughs> for is, like, is your instagram public it is, yeah. Okay, tell people your Instagram, I mean, if you want to, because the way that you are documenting your pie uh, education is really great, <laughs> like showing the pictures of making the pies and everything. You, I don't know. I I'm, I'm just admire your uh, prowess on the social media. Well, I appreciate that. I've, I, I stepped away from social media for a long time, uh, but have gingerly been stepping back into it with uh, uh, Instagram. Oh, gosh, I got a Charlie horse in my, <laughs> my yeah. nerve. I, sorry. That's all right. I had back surgery. My oh, jeez. My left leg. Me. I love that you both have had like serious yeah. surgeries <laughs> recently. I, yeah. I, uh, I pulled a muscle sitting in my recliner four Ooh. days ago. Yeah, I was like, how does your, that happen? That's what happens. And, and I just had a, a Charlie horse talking about social media. So, uh, But no, if, if you're curious and you want to follow along, it's it's Bjork24, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I, I very, very rarely post anything on Twitter, but uh, Andy was referring, I'll occasionally do an Instagram story when mm-hmm. I have a pie to make. And I try to get one in every two weeks or so, uh, every two to three. So I try to make them seasonal. So these first ones have been sweet potato. Uh, I imagine I'll try to do this kind of late winter, early spring. There's not a lot. So maybe practice some custards. But summer, I plan on all the berries and mm. fruit. And and then fall, we'll start working with apples and things like that. Yeah. What a cool project. Yeah, it's what fun. An admirable it, quest. <laughs> it doesn't really go hand in hand with my project to lose weight. But uh, <laughs> it's fun nonetheless. 
Uh, next time Dan's sick, you should uh, bring me one of those pies <laughs> okay, to try. I will. I will. I was planning on banking one for uh, y'all's uh, second anniversary oh, show. Cool. So oh, yeah, what? we'll get something in there. You'll just have to remind me when it is. I'll consider that a promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Eddie Burner King, where can people find uh, what you're working on or what would you like to share with people? So instead of following me, I have a suggestion. I'm a big fan of starting my day unfortunately by going on social media but instead of following people i follow animals <laughs> so i'm really into the koalas right now because you know they have had a really rough month so now you're following their like recovery and they're being reintroduced into the wild and start your day with that just follow koalas please <laughs> so don't follow yeah. any burning king <laughs> just koalas find a koala and follow it it is life-changing 2020 every morning animals animals on instagram oh my gosh it's the best <laughs> way i should have made that one of my goals <laughs> <laughs> well eddie thank you so much for coming on the show today my pleasure for using a big chunk of your personal time to do <laughs> this and dan i thank you once again for coming and filling in for dan it was a pleasure. Uh, anytime. I'm always happy to be your Dan. <laughs> the Dan of Spring Food Mo. There and can only be one. Listeners, maybe don't recommend people start with this episode, but please, if you think you know somebody that uh, uh, would like the show, recommend it to them. We would really appreciate that. Uh, and if you share it on social media, please send it. You know, do it with a personal note. It tells why they should listen and don't just repost something. <laughs> this is a pet peeve of mine. Okay, Ooh. I'll just get into it. Restaurants or people will repost our posts, but then not say anything. So there's no context. So you don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah. They could be super mad at you. It just looks like whenever you repost it, it just like your post looks like you're posting someone else's pictures of food. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it, there's no like, hey, I listen to this podcast that I like. Anyway, I don't care. People are <laughs> doing doing it, and they're very nice to do that. So in you any want capacity. them to share the photo and say, say here's something. why. Yeah, listen to Spring Food Mo, yeah. my favorite podcast. <laughs> Easy. There you Listen go, to listeners. these two jackasses <laughs> talk about orange cheese. Let's just call it what it is. That's exactly right. I still want to know what kind of cheese was on my omelet. I still don't know. Cheddar is is traditional, right? Isn't cheddar usually or no? I, I don't know. It could be American. I don't, did, was was it grated or? Well, it was melted, shredded? but then it did. Uh, see, that's the thing. It was like almost cheese saucy, mm. and then it hardened. Okay. And then it became like normal cheese. This okay. is why I was like, it's an orange cheese product. I don't know. <laughs> That's cheesy. <laughs> orange cheese. Perfect. It's probably just, they probably uh, ground up some Cheetos. I mean, put it, on oh, there. it was so good. Whatever it was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> I guess we're still talking about Antone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. A lot of news coming up on the Spring Food Mo front. Stay tuned for that. Next episode, we're really excited about, and we've got a pretty cool guest. Uh, and uh, a restaurant that was requested by a donor to the show. That's right. You can donate oh. money to the show, which oh. is about to, uh, you're about to see some returns on that if you're a longtime donor like Dan and three other people. <laughs> All right. Cool. We, we got to stop. We got we to finish. I'm just babbling on and on. Having fun talking to you, too. And uh, it's hard to stop it, hard to end. This is great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks Bye. for listening, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. So Valentine's, Valentine's Day is coming up. Right? You like hearts. You made some hearts. What does an upside-down heart look like? 
A bottom. <laughs> a pig's bottom. A pig's bottom. Why? Why a pig's bottom? Be and a cow's bottom. <laughs> what are you eating right now? Cereal. What kind of cereal? The frosty kind. There wasn't much air coming up. See, it stopped. It did. Stop.